Welcome to The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. The Truth, The Music and Me. I'm Tamara Stewart and I'm so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us. You can drop us a line if you want to send us an email, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. Well, welcome to episode one of The Truth, The Music and Me, the podcast. I'm Tamara Stewart. I'm a singer-songwriter. We're coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee in the USA. And you've probably noticed from my accent, I don't sound southern, uh, well, south, deep, deep south, down under deep south, from Australia, born and raised in Maroopna, central Victoria, and uh, moved to Nashville in 2015. So songwriting, music, singing has always been what I've done ever since I was really little. Um, my earliest memory of performing for the family is, you know, five years old, standing on the kitchen table. And by the time I was 10, I was writing songs and it was just my passion. But another thing that I found amazingly helpful in the life I was to live uh, and the things I would encounter in my life was the free therapy that songwriting really was for me. And I learned really early that I could sing what I was feeling and what I was thinking and the things that um, that I was trying to process growing up and even probably more so as an adult, uh, I could do that quite bravely in a song. But this, what I'm doing right now, <laughs> talking to you, you and me, just us, and not having a guitar or music to hide in um, is very scary for me, I will say. I will say this is probably probably one of the most confronting things I've done um, and you know and that's fine because it's only us <laughs> it's just you and me so with that being said let me just explain to you the concept of this podcast um, and my why I guess um, what's motivating me to do this. I've made a record, an album called The Truth, The Music and Me. This is my, my fifth album. And uh, we're releasing it in three parts. So part one has already been released. That's called Ruin. Part two is called Recovery. And part three is called Rising. So as you can probably get Ruin, Recovery, Rising, it's some kind of transitional idea and it truly is it's it's me doing the best that I can do to mark uh, what's been a really turbulent but amazingly healing and progressive period in my life um, over the last few years so I am not any kind of therapist or trained qualified person to be telling you how to live your life and that's not the motivation here. The motivation here for me to do this and my why is because when I was in my darkest, toughest, most frustrating and painful time uh, in my life, I learned things through that that I wish I'd known back then. And I probably wouldn't have listened, really. Um, I'm sure I had lots of people who were trying to tell me the obvious good decisions that were really hard to make but we have to learn it the hard way but I just I kind of wanted to acknowledge it and mark it in a way that I never have before um, so I'm doing this for me but I'm also doing this in case there's anybody out there that feels 
the things that I was feeling and thinking the things that, that I was thinking. And the, the trickiest thing about growth is that it hurts. There isn't a way around it that I've discovered. So maybe if that's what you're looking for, <laughs> I definitely can't help you. But I can shine a light from the other side and just say that, man, I had no idea how grateful I was going to be for those those nights when I was laying on my bedroom floor sobbing sobbing my eyes out. So the the reasons why I ended up in those places I will share with you. Um obviously our stories will differ in lots of ways and there'll be lots of pieces and parts and pictures that are very different. Uh, whatever it is that you're going through or that you've just been through, whatever stage in your ruin, recovery or rising that you're in, I hope you'll come back every week and and stay connected with us and stay in this conversation. Birds in cages don't know they can fly They're taught to not feel nothing when they look up at the sky So this first episode, Birds in Cages, as I say, comes from the song um, and if you do want to find the music, it's out there on iTunes and, and, um, and of course, Spotify and all of those wonderful worldwide web places. And on April 5th, we'll have the final album that will be released. And I'm really excited about that. The Truth, the Music and Me, of course, uh, will be released on April 5th. But, but this isn't about selling music. This is about opening up the conversation. It's been said, and you may have heard this too, that secrets keep us sick. So when we're talking about birds in cages and what that encompasses, really it's about where do these cages come from? Who builds them? Who's keeping them there? And who has the key? And when I say cages, for me, it's just that invisible shield that kept me from uh, on the other side of my glass was was happiness, was peace, was uh, self-respect, was as I'd get so close to these things but would never be able to cross into really feeling like I was holding them. They were always just out of reach and dreams that I wanted were always just one more step away. Uh, and I've learned in the conversations that I've had over the past few years with people and therapists and other people that are healing and whoever I was willing to have these vulnerable conversations with that I'm not the only one that felt that stuff or was feeling that stuff at the time I thought I was nuts I thought I was crazy I'm like I've got why how can I be standing with all of these beautiful things around me and I can't feel it I can't feel the love I can't feel excited about my life Um, it was just really like I was I was being blocked from that Prism made of steel becomes a feeling that feels safe. Cause baby, you and me were just birds in cages. So essentially, we're talking about vulnerability, we're talking about shame, we're talking about self-belief, self-worth, all of those big ones. And the process and the work that became obvious to me was I had some beliefs and, you know, some behaviours that really were just not working for me anymore. Um, They'd caused a lot of destruction in my life. They were the result of destruction being aimed towards me in my life and traumas and those sorts of things. So it was time to unravel. 
and I made it sound like it was 100% my choice. <laughs> yes, I chose to fall to pieces. Not true. I wish I could say it was that noble, but it really wasn't. One of my favourite authors of all time is the incredible Elizabeth Gilbert, who is responsible for the mammoth literary success of Eat, Pray, Love. And, uh, and she says in Eat, Pray, Love, ruin is a gift. Ruin is the road to transformation. And so that's where we are. Um, it's a quote I actually discovered after this project was born. But for us to be willing to be broken down into ruins, we must first be brave enough to be vulnerable. And so, um, of course, Brene Brown, who's another brilliant, brilliant person who um, I leaned in a lot during this time and uh, studied a lot of her work about taking chances and taking risks and what it really pulls from us to uh, overcome our fears and to face uh, to face these things that frighten us the most. And I made a pact with myself a few years back. I had um, was just coming out of, a, of a, n- another very challenging time of um, I'd gained a lot of weight. My career had kind of fallen on its apart. Um, I ended up being able to eventually, after a lot of a lot of issues with eating disorders and um, in a really unhealthy, toxic relationship I'd gained so much weight I ended up being able to eventually um, through exercise and correcting eating behaviors and therapy and a whole bunch of stuff um, I lost 80 pounds which is 40 to 40 something kilos um, and was able to get my career going it took a lot of work it was that was really incredibly hard um, and so I, I managed to get a level of success back, but I made a pact to myself because I'd been so isolated and that's sort of my jam is just to kind of, you know, draw the blinds and just with that old mentality of thinking I need to fix this on my own and it's because there's something wrong with me and I can't let people see that there's something wrong with me. Um, and so it was that shame that kept me silent and kept me really unwell because I was putting my trust into someone who did not want me to trust them, obviously, and just wasn't a trustworthy person. Um, So that kept me in that place, kept me silent, kept me sick. So if there's any way that you are in that place right now and you are alone and you feel like you're crazy and you feel like you're the only one that's thinking the things you're thinking, you're not. You're really not. And to reach out and to call somebody. And there may be, it may be somebody you know, it may be somebody you don't know. It might be, uh, you might end up finding yourself at a, at a 12-step meeting where you, or a therapist's office or someone that you can just open a window. Um, and I think that was something for me that once I learned how to ask for help, and I was willing to accept it. And I'm pretty stubborn. So that took a lot. Um, and there were people around me who I thought were my friends who simply were not. They just weren't. There's one particular case of a friend that I entrusted with something really, really seriously, um, a very serious issue that I was going through. And I had not told anybody and I trusted her with that. And that 
you know, that got passed around to the wrong people and um, caused me very, very severe d- distress. And so that shut me down even further. But I did have one or two uh, or three really solid emotionally healthy um, people that didn't see my pain as an opportunity. So I was grateful for that, really grateful for that. So what is it that's keeping you stuck? What parts of your life are you wanting to change but have not been able to really commit to it with conviction? Or you've just struggled. You've just really struggled. Have you got yourself a mentor? Have you reached out to anybody? Have you had an opportunity to truly pull apart the reasons why you feel stuck? It's such a gift, that time and energy that that I got to put into me which really had to happen I mean the the path that I was on and the patterns and the people that I had completely surrendered myself to um, that really didn't have my best interest at heart and essentially I could blame everybody on the other side of it but I didn't have my best interest at heart because I was putting myself in these situations and I was the one that was choosing these people in my life and and allowing um, the disrespect and allowing all of those things. And it's so easy for us to hold ourselves hostage for mistakes we've made in the past. It's so easy. It's so easy to do that. And that's where shame comes in. So in case you need to hear it today, you're not the things you've done. You are not the things you've done. Shame's different than guilt because shame says I am the things I've done and guilt is I have done these things. So you can hear that separation in it. It's really important. But shame is that feeling that seeps up. It's like, for me, it feels like sludge quicksand. And before I know it, I just, it strains my energy and, um, and has me thinking some, some pretty destructive thoughts around hopelessness and powerlessness. So um, a good anecdote for shame is connection and just just kind of find a place, a room, people to have those conversations with. So when we're trying to free ourselves, we need to take a look at those things that have kept us caged. Are we doing it ourselves? Are we creating these stories in our head based on choices we've made in the past, who we used to be, being afraid of what people think. I mean, I have no doubt there'll be people out there that will listen to this and it'll become the joke and some people will make fun of it and there'll be other people that, you know, that that may be uh, encouraging in what I'm doing. Um, But either way, I can tell you this right now. When I was in that cage and when the bars were very, very felt so real Um, and I was feeling really lost and really alone, there was nobody else in there. Those people that had opinions about my life and that, you know, and, and that maybe didn't believe that I could have a different way of living or thought I was crazy for wanting to jump and fly and try to, you know, try a different life. They, 
just weren't around. So think about that in your life. Maybe, you know, get busy in a journal and start trying to really name um, the fears, name the things that are keeping you where you are. Birds in cages don't know they can fly. It's hard to not feel nothing. They look up at the sky. Whether it's a marriage or whether it's uh, a job, whether it's relationship, friendship, whatever it is that you really seek to change, I just want to encourage you to find a place where you can do your work. I mean, I've every self-help book that there is, I can certainly um, say that I was so grateful for those resources and finding my courage. Brene Brown is an amazing um, woman who's done so much, as we said earlier, has done so much incredible research and factual, tangible, almost scientific, well, scientific, mathematical theories in how to really unlock that part of you um, with books like Daring Greatly. I mean, she. I really do encourage you, if you don't already know her work. There's also um, so many, so many resources and, and great authors out there. And, and there are rooms and people and places where you can have these conversations safely. I mean, not everybody, just because your friend from high school or your sister's cousin or your mum or your husband isn't comfortable with you asking these questions of yourself, then find someone who does. Um, Someone who's going to give you a good advice. And I mean, I found a great therapist. He's amazing here in Nashville that um, became, you know, gave me a great place where I could really unpack this stuff. And I'm grateful for that. You might want to check out the 12 step programs. I mean, some people have stigma attached to the ACAAA. Um, If addiction is part of, of what you are struggling with, please don't feel like you have to do it alone. Please reach out to 12 step groups. Um, for anyone who's just struggling with relationships, ACA, Adult Children of Alcoholics or Addicts, um, is another. There's so many programs around that don't cost money that where you don't have to put yourself on the spot. You can just kind of go in and be a part of these groups and um, just find those pieces in you that are keeping you in a place you don't want to be. And um, please know that we all go through it at some stage and it's a matter of finding your reasons and following your own truth, your own path, and believing that we are all worthy and deserve love, forgiveness, and peace. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Truth, The Music and Me. I'm Tamara Stewart. If you want to check out the music, head to Spotify, head to iTunes, go to the website tamarastewartmusic.com, drop us an email, podcast at tamarastewartmusic.com. Dot com. But I'll be so looking forward to chatting to you next week. Please tune in. Here's a little sneak peek. So patient and kind. And tell me why I'm scattered on the floor, screaming, crying. Such a liar. You're supposed to heal, not cheat or steal. So, how do you explain these scars? Shatters and shards. Love, you really broke my heart. 
You've been listening to The Truth, The Music and Me, The Podcast. I'm Tamara Stewart. Take care. The Truth, The Music and Me.